Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to PopSpot. I'm Damien Huffington. And joining me today is Belinda Chappell and Katie Underwood, formerly of Bardot. Ladies, welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> now, how often do you guys talk normally? We message mainly. Yeah, because Belinda's in Singapore, so I find sometimes um, we'll send, like, rando messages about various things on WhatsApp seems to be our main WhatsApp medium, is a- isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not cool enough to be on TikTok yet, so I don't even know what that's about. But. <laughs> Will you be that? <laughs> I don't know if you'd be communicating to me via TikTok. I mean, you could, but... Uh... I, I would be using... Using interpretive dance, Belinda, of course. And then that would be right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cle- clearly I've, I've emburdened myself here. <laughs> you do need to catch up. Um, let's talk about Bardo because can you believe it's been 20 years since Pop Stars? It, it's amazing. So I'm pausing politely for Belinda to answer. And me um, too. Look, it's incredible. Too. I, I think it's amazing what's happened um, that, you know, now apparently there's like these hot pink, blue and vinyl records celebrating 20 years of, of Bardo and I've just so enjoyed engaging with the fans on Instagram mainly and just really enjoying their excitement um, has been a real thrill. Absolutely, agree. Um, now, are you surprised at the love that's still around for Bardo after all these years? <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, and it is, as you said, 20 years. A lot happens in 20 years. It is such a long time ago. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, the memories are pretty strong, you know. It was such an incredible time and the fans were just amazing and we had a lot of them. So, yeah, and it was just such a whirlwind and such an incredible time. So I guess, you know, good memories stay strong in everyone's minds and that's probably what's happened with with Bardo and some people. (laughs) The surprising thing for me was actually the new Bardo fans and I'll call them Neo-Bardo fans because I was um, messaging back and forth with uh, one of our fans He's become an online friend of mine and he's like a baby Bardo. So he's in his 20s now. And I'm like, 
what are you even talking about? Like, how do you even know us? So I think it seems that this group of people in their 20-somethings have rediscovered both pop stars and Bardo, you know, decades after the fact and now are just as excited now about it because actually it's fresh for them and they've perhaps only just become aware of it all in the last five years. So they're reacting as if, you know, Bardo's hot right now, which, I mean, we are, but it's not like it's just (laughs) happened. Whereas, you know, most of our fans are probably in their 30s perhaps and you think, okay, that makes sense. And then you meet like a 19-year-old Bardo fan and you're like, what? You weren't even born. What is that even about? So it's it's a little weird, but it's kind of cool. Well, now you're on vinyl, you are cool again. And we'll come back to that um, shortly. But, you know, you said a lot's happened in 20 years, but a lot also happened in the uh, two years essentially that the band was together. Let's flash back to 1999 because pop stars really was the f- <laughs> well, it really was the first reality talent show to really come out. Um, Katie, how did you find that process? Because it, that would have been a brand new format. It was it was totally new to even think about being on TV. And for me, the concept of, you know, auditioning for a band was just something I'd never done before. I'd never auditioned for anything before. So the entire process was totally alien. But um, I think that served me well. I just kind of went into it and thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. So give it my all. What's the worst that could happen? I don't end up in a pop band. Like that's no different to where I was yesterday. Uh, so, you know, it, it was just kind of strange and interesting. And I guess I'm always inclined to, you know, give anything a go at least once. Um, I was just lucky that I ended up in the band. So that made it even cooler. Belinda? Um, well, I guess it was all brand new. Um, even though I had auditioned for quite a lot of things uh, prior to, to that audition, I sort of was in that Sydney uh, musical scene Um doing TV commercials and just dancing and uh, singing in bands and all sorts. So, yes, I had definitely auditioned and I auditioned for Girlfriend, um, which was signed signed to BMG, and that was even more of a gruelling audition, but it wasn't filmed. Um, So, yes, I was definitely a seasoned auditioner, although a bad auditioner. I think I was terrible because I was always so nervous. Um, but, no, the process was just surreal because of the cameras and the sheer amount of girls that turned up to audition around the country. So that would be the main difference, yeah. <laughs> and I've just been looking back at some of the YouTube clips of it and I, I watched it back in the day, but looking back on it now, there was none of that glossy sort of set. There was no <laughs> sort of process. It was just really Jackie O and the other yeah. two guys walking down a line saying, yeah. you go, you go, you go. Yeah. yeah, well, sort of. I mean, I think I remember in Sydney there was sort of, I think, 500-plus girls sort of all standing, queuing out the front of the convention centre in Darling Harbour. And then you kind of got, we got ushered in in 100 groups and then you kind of got put into the groups of five to sing in front of everyone. So that's sort of how it, how it works. Mm. So everyone got, got to have a sing that, that I came. I think the, you know, the difference to... Sorry, Belinda. The difference to our format in in that pop stars format, as is very different to the shows today, it seems like a lot of those sorts of talent reality shows focus more, it seems, on the judges and their reactions, whereas I think back in the pop stars Mm. days, the focus really was on the talent and on the auditionees um, and on the process. It wasn't, they certainly didn't glamorise any of the judges. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I, I... I think that was 
everything and it really kind of laid the process bare. Whereas now by comparison, everything is much more glamorised and I, I think the focus is perhaps less on the talent and more on the judges, but maybe it's just a different thing now. Also, I think too nowadays there's auditions uh auditions before the auditions you know what I mean like everything is so pre-organized um and people are asked to come to audition and even though everyone thinks it's all um you know on the spot and but it's actually not whereas pop stars really was everything was really raw there was there was sort of nothing that we were doing outside of the cameras that wasn't filmed if that makes sense yeah 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 we all know, uh, of course, the single Poison went to number one, uh, forever cemented in Australia's pop music history. Uh, Belinda, how did you go being thrust into that sort of fame and celebrity so quickly? Because, you know, there were CD signings and pop uh, shopping yeah. centres full of fans screaming. You don't really get that these days, but how was it back then? I think I was a bit shell-shocked at the time. I think looking back... Um, I think I just personally sort of just coped. I think we all did. We just sort of went, okay, this is a situation. We're going to have to mentally and physically handle this somehow. So we all, I think, just did it, you know, in our best ability. But looking back now, I think I definitely, you know, suffered a little bit, especially afterwards with, you know, a little bit of uh, like a, a delayed sort of uh, anxiety, sort of, um, you know, not a disorder, but, you know, like it was just all a lot. And then I think I sort of dealt with that after the fact, not at the time. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm. What about you, Katie? Uh, for me, look, probably similar to what Belinda said. I think you just kind of get on with it at the time. We were so busy. There sort of wasn't a lot of time to actually feel it. Um, you know, every now and then you'd, I would get sad. I think I remember missing my family and friends quite a lot, not being from Sydney and suddenly moving there with no possibility of seeing or even having the time to speak to anyone that I knew. I think that was probably the thing that I found the hardest. Um, and although obviously all the girls were there, you know, in the very early stages, we didn't know each other well enough and it takes time for that friendship to build, which it did. Um, but certainly in those first few months, um, we were just busy. It was just head down, you know, bum up, yeah. so to speak. And, um, totally. yeah, and I, I think like Belinda, I experienced it more probably after the fact. And I think that's part of the reason I was happy to step out of the fame game for quite some time Me um, too, because yeah. there are lots of it, lots of parts of that game, and it is a game, um, that I just didn't enjoy. Uh, and it was a yeah. relief to actually step out of the spotlight um, for many years. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was going to be my next question, actually, because you did walk away from the band uh, in 2001. My question was going to be, how do you feel that about that after all this time? But it, it seems like you're still sort of fairly happy that that was the path you went on. Yeah, look, I think anybody will say that we can only ever make the best decision that we think at the time. Um, to go back and say, could I have done differently? You know, had I stayed for the second album, would it have been better? Would I have been happier? Um, would Bardo have been more or less successful? It's all just speculation. Um, so I don't regret the move that I, I made um, because I thought I was doing the best thing for me at that time. Um, but, yeah, beyond that, I don't know. You know, there's managers I probably wouldn't have hired again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> There's record labels I might not have signed with again. You know, there's lots of 
things that any entertainer will what make. <laughs> yeah, what a shoulda coulda, yeah. and any musician yeah. will tell you that um, you know they've all made mistakes along the way, but we learn from them. So I don't regret any of it. Now, Belinda, you're on the other side of the coin, obviously. You were carrying on with the girls following that. How did you find that moving forward without Katie? Oh, without Katie, well, again, I think it's similar. We were we were just so busy at that time, you know. Obviously, I always adored Katie, so there was, a you know, a missing part of the band. But, again, there's... There's three others, so four other girls, you know, it wasn't sort of like there was three and then two, you know, there's still four girls sort of going on, you know, doing what we did. So even though obviously when she left it was sad, um, we again, we were just so busy. So again, sort of thought about it all after, you know, more than at the time. It's interesting. Um, I will say one of the things yeah. I observed looking at Bardo from the outside after I left is I actually felt that I'd done them a favour stylistically. Um, the other four girls had a similar uh, approaches to styling. I was, mm. as you know, quite alternative. And I think, you know, looking at them in, this, in the second album and the second tour, I thought, okay, they actually look really awesome now. And I felt like it would be an odd fit for me to stay. So in some ways I kind of felt validated and thought, you know what, maybe me stepping away was a great thing. And then they had such great mm. success with I Need Somebody and the styling was like super hot and super sexy and I'm like, okay, I don't feel guilty anymore. You know, you guys are looking great and sounding great. So, you know, maybe it was the right thing again for Bardo at that time. You make it Ooh. sound like red hair and uh, that leather suit was not a good look. I know. I loved I mean, it. I on. loved that all. I, yeah, I think that, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I'm not saying it was, you know, better or worse, but yeah. I think, um, you know, the girls were able to do things stylistically without me that were harder to do with me in the group. So, you know, I was just trying to look for upsides, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't long after that album, of course, that Bardo called it a day as well, but you've both continued in the music industry to some degree. Um, Katie, let's start with you because you had some success with Disco Montego, Mr. Timothy, and, of course, one of my favourites is Danger. Um, how different did you find it going solo? Uh, it was it was better and it was worse. Um, it was better because I had much more creative freedom. Obviously, I didn't have to run my, um, you know, song ideas or style ideas past, you know, four other members of the band or three managers. You know, I had one manager, I had one label. So being a solo artist definitely has its advantages. Um, but I did find that when I was touring and even with the Disco Montego uh, team, um, I was lonely a lot more of the time. So that was the the downside um, where I did miss being in a, in a band um, and having other people to share the experience with. So it was certainly, yeah, a lot more isolating um, but creatively freeing. So, you know, bit better, bit worse. Belinda, you also did some solo stuff as well. How did you find it? Oh, look, I mean, I, I think I was in so traumatised by the way Bardo ended overnight that I, I honestly, I didn't really, I mean, I kind of, I didn't really have a solo career, you know. I kind of dabbled in um, some recording some solo tracks and that kind of thing. But, no, I mean, I can't really say I went on to have a solo career after Bardo, no. Yeah. Um, so the big question is, what have you guys been up to sort of since the band disbanded and up to now? Katie, let's start with you. 
20 years. 20 years. It's 18. 18. Yeah, true, true. It has been 18. I'll try and I'll try and keep it short. Well, I had children, so that took me like off every radar known to man for at least five years. Um, you know, out of all work, um, I retrained as a massage therapist and then moved into meditation teaching. And now, um, as I said to you before we started this podcast, I've now become prolific in a totally new musical genre, which is making meditation music and mantra music. So I'm currently, as we speak, sitting in the studio recording my fifth independent uh, full-length album of mantra <laughs> meditation music. So totally different. But yeah. I think this is amazing because I had no idea that you were still recording sort of music in that way. And here you are on your fifth album in this sort of motivational, yeah. uh, chilled out sort of al- album area. Can people buy yeah. this? Oh, absolutely. If you search for Katie Underwood on Spotify, you'll find all sorts of nuggets of gold. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I've had three uh, three releases so far and then this album, which I expect to finish by February, will be a double album called Mantra Dreaming. So, um, yeah, you can absolutely buy it. You can order it off my website, underwoodhealing.com. Um, yeah, and then I've gone back to doing dance music. So Mr Timothy and I have just reunited. And uh, we're going to be releasing a new dance track in probably January, right. February next year. So, oh, yeah. We, so right. we have happening. been missing Mr. Timothy. Yeah, well, he <laughs> was always so cool. So, um, yeah, we're playing around with the disco genre, with house, deep house genre. Um, it's heaps of fun. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to kind of birthing that as well at the top of New Year. COVID's been a real creative blessing. You know, it's reminded me how much I missed writing new music. So, yeah, it's been a great motivator. And any chilled out versions of Poison maybe? <laughs> um, not, sorry, did I laugh a little too loud? Um, no. Uh, look, if you, if you jump on my Instagram page, you'll find me doing all sorts of weird remade versions of old Bardo songs. I had wow. a ball during, during lockdown. So if you really want to get entertained, go and find me on Instagram and, and, and you can see all of that. But Nothing official, no. The the blue the blue and pink vinyl that's coming your way, that's probably the best thing Bardo wise <laughs> that's come out of uh, this year. Now Belinda, you're overseas. Yes, I am. I have been for quite some time. Yes. And what have you been up to? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, going back sort of Briefly, I guess, um, 19 years, I guess I, I sang jazz for live jazz a lot in Sydney for a while after Bardo. And then I sort of went on and uh, worked in the entertainment industry behind the scenes in show production and talent manage- management for many years. I was also modelling um, as well and still do, believe it or not, as a mature aged model. Um, and yeah, and then I, you know, interior design was something that I always wanted to do and I had always put it off and, you know, starting something brand new is always, you know, scary, uh, I think as you get older, but I went back and studied and, um, started my own interior design business about four years ago. Uh, so that's what I do these days and I love it. Absolutely love what I do. Yeah. Amazing. Good stuff. Ooh. All right, let's get on to this very special release because Bardo's greatest hits are available for a limited time on vinyl. How did this come about? Belinda? Uh, well, we have a, a friend um, from the industry, uh, Joe Daddick, 
Uh, and he basically, uh, it was all his idea, basically, and he um, made it happen. And that's why we're releasing it. <laughs> he was a fan um, and he's worked with Delta Goodrum for many years and, uh, yeah, just um, in management, basically, in music. Uh, and, yeah, basically he approached us and um, it was all his idea and, yeah, I'm repeating myself. He's... Um, <laughs> He's basically just made it all happen. He, yeah, and we all went along with it. We were like, great, what a great idea. So I helped him um, with with uh, the design and that kind of thing. Um, and beautiful and job, by the way, Belinda. I felt like it had the Belinda sparkle uh, on it. <laughs> I so, Yeah, it was so classy. Yeah. When he sent me the images, I'm like, that's totally got Belinda all over it. But, yeah, well okay, done. Yeah. Maybe it did. Um, but, yeah, no, so... Yeah, it's great. We're really, really happy with how it turned out and the fans are really enjoying it and that's the main thing. So, yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, I was just looking online because it's on uh, goatnation.com.au. One of the VIP packs is already sold out. Yes. That's pretty amazing. No, it's, it's actually almost sold out, the pre-order, yes. So things are going really well, yeah. And it's actually, interestingly enough, being sold all over the world, Poland, Germany, Italy, uh, Taiwan, UK, USA, yep, everyone's, everyone's keen for a copy, so it's great. Did you ever think you'd see the day that Bardo's music was pressed to vinyl? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, don't, I, I actually have still the original, because our original releases, both well, Poison and I Should Never Let You Go, were produced on vinyl but only distributed to DJs. So I still do have a bright green vinyl and a bright blue vinyl at home. But I am very much looking forward to getting my personal copy of the, the blue and hot pink, which Joe has said that he will send a copy to us. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty special. I think in an age where things are so mass-produced, it's quite a rare yeah. delight to get something that is really exclusive and really unique and really special, and this is definitely that. And I think in the absence of an official Bardo reunion, I think it's a really wonderful way uh, to have celebrated our 20th anniversary year and and really give something back to the fans. Absolutely, yes. Well, you hit on a, uh, a sore point there because there's been a lot of rumours, a lot of questions, <laughs> a lot of asking going around about a Bardo reunion. Um, so I guess you've kind of officially put that to bed right there. 
Well, I mean, between COVID, travel bans, family commitments and our businesses, I don't know it would have happened anyway, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, almost impossible yeah. for this year. Um, but, look, never say never, but no, nothing nothing on the cards. Yeah. I think there was there was a willingness there, but logistics let us down. So who knows? Maybe we'll pitch for a 25th anniversary year and see what happens then. <laughs> oh, I'll be too old. Too old then, Katie. I'm the eldest, remember? Yeah. No, we'll be we'll be holographic avatars by then and we'll beam yeah. ourselves into the stadium from distant places. The technology will be there. It'll be like a full VR. You know, virtual reality <laughs> reunion in five years. Let's tell Joe oh. that. He can make that okay. happen. <laughs> or a TikTok concert oh, where you just perform 15 seconds of each song. Oh, God, okay. no. I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, oh, speaking oh of greatest hits, uh, Katie, let's start with you. Favourite Bardo song, even if you didn't appear on it? Oh, I Need Somebody was my favourite. Good I choice. Was so Good choice. Really? I was, I was so miffed that I, that was probably my only regret for leaving. I'm like, God damn it. I would have so loved to have sung that song. But I was so happy for the girls that they had something so cool. So, yeah, I reckon that was their best one for sure. Belinda? Um, yeah, I just couldn't really get past those lyrics for I Need Somebody. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, no it's, it was good. I would say These Days and Dirty Water would be my favourite two Bardo songs. Mm. Yeah. And controversially, least favourite, one you had to perform but you're like, eh. Oh, ASAP what was it? for me. ASAP. Or even a cover you might have had to yeah. do on tour. <laughs> uh, I, I know the song and I, I know it because it was the one that I, we all refused to sing it. Which one was it, Boo? Remember? Yeah, no, no, one, no one would know. Girls do, boys don't. Oh, look, let's put that in there. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> naff. Although we had some pretty fun... Um, Pretty fun, Corey, for that. But yeah, that was that was probably up there. Girls do, boys don't. That's pretty crazy. But the other one that we hated the most, I can't even remember the name of it. That's how much we hated it. So I have to go yeah, back. Right. I'd have to have the cover of the debut album in front of me to go. Yeah, it was that one. Yeah, but as far as sing singles go, like um, that we released, I'd say definitely my least was ASAP. Again, lyrically, that's all. Yeah. Mm. Um, have either of you ever been approached to either judge or compete on something like The Voice or uh, X Factor or any of those or be a judge? Katie. Mm. <laughs> not as a judge, disappointingly. No, I was not commercially either. successful um, enough, apparently. No, as a contestant, uh, as a contestant several times. Um, and I even allowed myself, I was having a midlife crisis, I think, when I turned 40 and I said yes that year they'd asked me three times and I kept turning them down like a like an old boyfriend they kept coming back every year and uh one year I'm like oh well, I'm 40 you know live a little I'll give it a go and I got as far through as the auditions and they seemed to want to uh begin me in their you know blind audition phase um and then they sent me the contract and then I remembered why I left pop music in the first place so that's all I need to say about that and uh that's as far as that got yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Belinda, you're overseas, so I'm going to assume that hasn't been the case for you. No, has not, no. That's a shame. That is a yeah. shame, actually, because there are a lot of people out there and out on social media that think you you ladies are pop royalty in this country and deserve far better treatment. Oh, you know what? I love that. I love being called a queen, even if it's just an emoji. 
Like I actually, <laughs> I, I quietly enjoy it. I'm like, yes, I'm old enough. I can call myself a queen and really mean yes, it. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yeah, totally <laughs> loving it. All right. Well, look, the Bardo's greatest hits, the limited edition blue and pink vinyls are available now for pre-order. Goatnation.com.au. We'll throw the info at sevennews.com.au as well. Ladies, it has been such a pleasure to chat to you after all this time. As someone who has watched pop stars and, you know, got the singles, got the albums, Katie followed you, especially through your solo stuff. Such a pleasure to actually treat, uh, to speak to you after all this time. So, Congratulations on 20 years and on making it to vinyl. Thank you, Thank Damien. you, Damien. Thank you. So lovely and to all chat. The be- all the best for your future endeavours, whether that's a Bardo reunion, we hope, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that may be. And, uh, Katie, hopefully we'll talk to you again when uh, that whole Mr Timothy thing pans out. I hope right. so too. I'll keep you posted. All right. Thanks, ladies. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Thanks.